0: I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, I am Jen Wilson from IamJenWilson.com. And today I have Sam Heaney on the call. Sam and I are talking about what she does in the world, as I often do with my guests. Now, Sam is an intuitive coach. We go into what the definition of that is. Sam is also diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic polycystic ovary syndrome. Now, according to the interweb, on the NHS interweb, there is no cure for PCOS, But Sam has been completely symptom-free of PCOS now for four years. Does that mean that she's cured? Or does that mean that she's completely revamped her lifestyle and diet to be able to live symptom-free? If she reverted back to her old lifestyle, there is every chance that the PCOS would re-manifest. But you know that I love to speak to people that have done things alternative ways, that haven't just done what they're told because it, that's what they've always done. Being able to tune in to yourself and into your body, listening with respect to people. But if there's something inside you that flags up going, this doesn't feel right for me, trust that and investigate it. And it might be that you need to take med- medicine for a little while, to be able to suppress symptoms to allow the body to heal or it might be that you can just do things completely different way. So that's what Sam, uh, some of what Sam is talking about. She's also talking about periods and the menstrual cycle and the respect that we can and should be giving our cycle. This was the first time I'd ever spoken to Sam. She is a delight so please tune in listen as always share it with anybody at all that you know that just anybody that you know as we talk about in the conversation both men and women should know about menstrual cycles it is so useful for everybody to know and understand about menstrual cycles so please share it far and wide If you've got any comments about it, or if you want to add anything to the conversation, then you can email me, jen at iamjenwilson.com, or you can message me on the social media. Or if you would like to have a conversation and talk about your opinion and your view or your experience with this or any other kind of health condition, then please, please, please reach out to me. I'm always loving conversations with people, love learning from people, love listening to different people's experiences and other other sides of the story because it's not just one way fits all and we talk about that in this podcast as well. So please, 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 remember and give us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts, like it, share it. If you don't already subscribe, remember and subscribe so that you don't miss any other shows. Just before we go into this one, if you listened to the last week's podcast, the Yoga Nidra on the Monday or Tuesday after it came out, then there might have been some audio issues with it. I got new recording equipment for recording in the house, and the microphone is so sensitive that you could hear the kids next door jumping up and down, and my next door neighbor putting on her music, which was Christmas tunes. I have now cleaned the audio up to the best of my ability so hopefully the background noise isn't quite so prominent so if you had listened to it and thought I can't meditate to that Bennett then go back and have another listen and see if it sounds better for your ears it's not perfect because I do these things myself and I'm just doing the best I can with the equipment I can all right tune in to today's episode it was recorded on zoom so they sort out the sound quality and yeah listen share let us know what you think hello and welcome to another episode of the I am Jen Wilson podcast and today I have
1: Sam Heaney on with me Sam welcome to the podcast thank you thanks for having me my absolute pleasure and I think it was it Haley that had tagged you
0: as somebody she's like you need to speak to Sam was like, oh. it
1: was yeah yeah so <laughs> Haley's so lovely like what a yeah. nice so lovely yeah, I ran a retreat with Haley in November out in Spain. We, oh, we did you? Oh,
0: fab. November last year. Like, it feels like a million lifetimes ago.
1: I know. I know. This, this year's been
0: crazy, isn't it? I know. Thank you so much for
2: giving me some of your time. So, why don't you introduce who you are to the listeners?
1: So yeah, of course. So yeah thanks again for having me. My name is Sam and I work as an intuitive coach. Um, I specifically work with women helping them with their menstrual cycle um, which is quite a a topic where some women are a bit like oh that's quite interesting because it's something that I feel that we're not really speaking about enough um, and there's a lot of kind of embarrassment around it or it's something that we we try to avoid. Um, And it was through my own personal journey that got me into this line of work. So when I was like in my mid twenties, I found out that I had a hormonal imbalance Um, and that was years after being on the pill and like doing what we're all taught to do, you know, from a very young age. Um, And it was through, I guess, uh, a kind of personal journey that I was going through in terms of just looking at what I was eating, how I was moving, the the kind of stress environment within my life as well because at that point in my life I was just feeling a little bit overwhelmed a little bit burned out I was always on the go I was always doing Um, and yeah I ended up I decided to come off the pill for like just for a break really and through that I discovered that I had a hormonal imbalance and it actually made so much sense to why I had breakouts with my skin for many years When I came off the pill, I had no period for a year. So all the little things that I was experiencing throughout teenage years and even into my 20s, it started to make sense as to why it was happening. And it was all through this hormonal imbalance. My body wasn't functioning the way it should um so yeah it started this kind of like self-discovery journey of rather than going back on the pill I tried to reverse the symptoms myself so I was diagnosed with PCOS which is polycystic ovarian syndrome so some women might have heard of that it's very common now I think it's like one in five women who have it now which is quite scary um So, yeah, I I got told I had this diagnosis and we'll just put you back in the pill and we'll regulate your period again. But I was like, that doesn't really sit with me now because I'd already started this journey, this like holistic journey. Um, So, yeah, I ended up working with some some coaches and a nutritionist who specialised in PCOS and i was able to reverse my symptoms within a few years which was amazing um, and it just got me so passionate about this understanding of the women's body and actually what we go through each month and i guess through actually living it and experiencing it myself and actually seeing that with the right tools of how we eat and looking at our lifestyle focus what stress do we have in our life and also how we're moving as well are we are we over exercising or you know are we not eating enough or are we overeating whatever that may be but when we give our bodies the right tools and the right environment it is capable of healing itself by itself um so that was kind of my journey and I ended up like being like wow this my body's like so powerful being able to to heal herself by herself and then through that I ended up studying to become a coach and I now specifically work with this line of work. So like helping run through my coaching about the menstrual cycle, what we go through each month and how to really support your body to reduce your PMS symptoms um, and even reverse hormonal imbalances as well. And also have an understanding of like the feminine and the masculine energies that we both have as well. When I guess many of us can agree that in our society we're we're very in the masculine so it's a very doing, giving, always on the go, like putting ourselves last you know um, and it's just the way we've been brought up in our culture that that's, that's the way to do it, you've got to get everything done in a day, always achieving your goals, always taking action but we've kind of forgot a little bit about our feminine, which as a woman, that's more of our kind of natural essence. The masculine energy is so important, but by tapping into our feminine and allowing ourselves to slow down, allowing ourselves to rest, to surrender, um, especially around our bleeds, like allowing yourself to have time to, to just relax and allow your body to recharge. So I teach women through this, like through the coaching and through the course that I run as well. And, It's just been so amazing to like witness other women like start to feel in their body again and actually become more intuitive with themselves and be like, ah, that's why I feel that way and it's actually okay and I don't need to be so hard on myself as well. So, so yeah, that's a little bit about it. (laughs) There is so
2: much that you've just said here that I'm like that. Yep, yep, yep. So I, um, I came off the pill. just coming up three years ago after having been on it for 20, 21 years or something like that. And up until that point I'd wanted to come off it previously but because of the type of job that I was doing at the time, I'm fitness instructor, teaching loads of spin classes, I kept giving myself this excuse of if I'm having a bleed then I can't, I might not be able to do my job properly so it was more important for me to do my job than it was to look after my health and then I get diagnosed with Crohn's four years ago so loads of stuff that you're saying there I'm like that totally resonates that totally resonates the overworking the not taking any time out to rest the the masculine energy like I'm I dominant my sort of more dominant in my masculine energy I'm very focused I'm go 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 but that's partly part of my personality but also it's easier for me to be there than being that softer more nurturing side so much work and for a long time, and I wrote about this in my book. Like for a long time, I thought that being in feminine energy was weak. Like I had a I had a really negative association of it. Like if you can't just keep going, and part of that is the, the societal culture. You know, mm-hmm. when when you're growing up, you you get told that you need to be as good as the boys to prove yourself as a girl, especially coming through the last few decades of trying the feminism and trying to be equal, but we're not giving power to the stuff that's actually not the same as each other because biologically we're different Mm. and we need to be able to give power to that and it's going to there has to be a major major shift globally for women to be allowed to show up for their job and use their cycle to be able to make the most of it
1: rather than trying to get through so true and like you say like when you were younger like you cried it was like oh you know just wipe your tears you know don't show emotion like and then we grow up like I can't feel if I feel I'm weak if I feel I'll never get through it you know and it's that everybody's terrified to just be and and like you mentioned with being in that feminine essence it's a it's a softness and it's a stillness and it's very quiet and a lot of us are so distracted with external noise that then to sit and just be present and still, it's like, oh, wow, that's really overwhelming. I don't know how to to sit with that. And to actually maybe sit with ourselves for the first time without any noise can be quite scary, you know. It, but yeah, it's, it's just really, I feel there is starting to become a shift, which is amazing. But like you say, it, it's maybe going to take a bit more time to just the more women that understand it and the more women that we can educate through this and then be like, it's okay to just be in my essence of the feminine and slow down and receive as well. Like so many of us are like, I have to do it on my own. You know, I don't, I, do I need to ask for help? No, no, I've got to do it on my own. You know, I don't want to put that responsibility in anyone else, but actually it's so supportive to have someone else say like, why don't, I help you with that and allow yourself to receive that as well it was like that was a massive shift for me it was like any times I felt out of sorts of that I would just hold it all in and just like I did not really want to bother anyone or you know but actually by doing that I was suppressing it and then it was building disease in the body you know so so yeah I think it's so important to be having conversations like this and really sharing this message and letting women see that they're not alone. Like if they are feeling any of this, that, you know, we're all feeling it and it's okay to, to express that. So it's so amazing to hear your journey as well and what, what you've experienced.
2: Yeah, we, so like we've only been speaking for like seven minutes or something and already I'm like, there's five, at least five women I need to send this podcast to already from what you've said so far because they're experiencing similar stuff to what you experience. when you got your like when you found out about the hormonal imbalance was that a test that you managed to get from the gp or did you have to go privately to get that
1: so when i got diagnosed i was actually living overseas at the time and um i guess it it was through my gp i went to my gp initially but then i got referred to a gynecologist Mm. so they're actually quite thorough with me over there i don't know what it would have been like had i gone in the uk But over there, it was it was really straightforward. I was I was given a referral and I was given a scan straight away, so it was quite a quick process for me. But I have heard of other women that it's it's quite a lengthy process, and it's like no, there's nothing wrong with you, and you know it, it can take a long time to get to that final result. But fortunately for me, it was it was a pretty quick process, and it was through the scan that they discovered that I had multiple cysts in my ovaries, and then they were just like, oh, you've got PCOS, so. Go back on the pill, and I was like, I, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, What is it? Like, what yeah. is there anything else that I can do to to help it? So, so yeah, it was. Um, then it was through that I was just like, No, actually, look, give me some time to kind of think about it, and I'll actually decide if I can go down another route rather than because the pill is just masking it essentially. Yeah, and I think by that point in my life, because of the journey I was on, it was like I was getting more intuitive with my body, and I was seen it as my body's telling me that something isn't right i want you to listen to me and that's what a lot of our pms symptoms are as well our bodies like signaling i'm not okay i want you to listen in whether it's you need to slow down whether it's maybe there's nutrients that are missing or maybe um yeah you're over exercising or whatever it is that's going on and yeah it's really starting to to slow down and listen to what what your body's trying to tell you yeah
2: and even just sitting like when you can get comfortable sitting with yourself just sit with yourself and ask your body like what is the message yeah. whether it's PCOS for me when, it, when my crows is flare or anybody that's dealing with anybody whether it's a headache or a backache mm-hmm. or something it's just like stop for a minute and ask your body what is the message what is it that's trying to tell you and something will come up yeah like, totally so I definitely find that the more I've practiced keeping quiet in my head the clearer the messages can come through. Yeah. the message of all right, okay. That this, this is what I need to do now. And the hospital do look at me like I'm mental when I say stuff
1: like this to them, and they're just like, "Alright." right like- <laughs> it's like I know. I remember like when I was overseas again, and I was going to a doctor to get. I wanted to get blood work done, and then he was asking me why, and because normally they were quite good at doing it over there, but this particular doctor was like you know questioning why and I was very honest I says I'm working with a nutritionist and it's something that we want to get done and it was so dismissed it was just like you don't need to do that you just need to go back on the pill and and that's that's what you need and I was like it gets really frustrating because it's like I am the patient and I wish you would just listen to me and my needs and what I feel is right for, for me and I know like you know I work with doctors to I do some PA work as well and they do have their place and in no way am I saying that they're they're not good at their job but there's this other way as well I feel and it's more a holistic approach and actually our bodies are so intelligent and if we just give them the time to show us the messages like you say and that's through that slowing down and just being with yourself it can the body can heal itself by itself if given the right things so how long have you had no symptoms
2: from PCOS
1: so now about, the, so I was 26, about four years now, four or five years. Yeah, amazing. So I have, yeah, I know. Um, it's so nice to say that actually. There, there's been a couple of times where my, my period has like gone missing one month, but I know that was down to stress and it's interesting how you notice that. Because I had a couple of moves, like coming back home and then I moved into another place and then I moved back in with my sister. And it was interesting to witness at those points in my life when I was big, big change. Yeah. My periods like would I'd miss it for a few weeks and I was like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. But when you've got the tools to be like, right, okay, what can I do to support my body to get it back in its rhythm? Then that's amazing too. But yeah, generally it's it's been that long now that I've I've had it regular and another thing that really helped me actually that would probably help a lot of women was tracking my cycle and it's a great way to to again come in more in tune with your body so like writing down every day like asking yourself just tuning in with yourself how do I feel today how are my energy levels are there any PMS symptoms coming up for me today and just starting to journal a little bit every day and through that you start to notice patterns that may be coming up and also through that when you notice patterns it's like right okay i noticed like maybe day 2021 20, i'm a little bit more tired i feel i need a wee bit more rest with the change in the hormones so what can i do to support my body at that time and it's a great way to just starting to understand what your body's going through month by month you know yeah. so
2: because there's a lot of um women experience a lot of anxiety like sensations of anxiety as the hormones are changing
1: yeah.
2: a few days or a week before their bleed or as they're coming into their bleed and it would be just slightly different so
0: it's yeah.
2: got, here's a map of what you're going to experience throughout the month it's about you being able to identify what your pattern is and there exactly. might be patterns within the patterns.
1: yeah we're so individual as well it's so true and it's like So there's like this rise in energy up to ovulation and then there's a release of energy down to our next bleeds. But so that's a kind of generic thing that happens every month. But like you see, every woman may have a drop in energy at a different time to someone else. So that's where the tracking becomes really, really useful. So you can actually be like, right, okay, I know where I'm going to be at there. So maybe I won't do too much. I won't plan so much in my diary or you know, I won't be as sociable then. And it's it's a great way to to just start really looking after your body as well and honouring wherever you're at. And if you feel tired and you need some extra rest, that's okay. That was a big thing for me. It was like, I'd feel like, oh, but I've got so much to do. And if I don't keep doing it, like it'll, it'll overrun and then I'll have more to do the next day. But now I actually plan my month rather than planning it, you know, in a day. And it's like, right, I know my energy level is going to be better here. So things like, you know, doing a podcast with someone or maybe I was doing a, I was doing, I've done a couple of workshops this week, but I know that I'm more in my, my spring energy. So it's like, I'm more communicative, I'm more kind of outwards. So it's such a good way to like start planning right, when do I want to get these more outward things done and when can I do maybe more of the admin stuff and the stuff that I can just do at home and I don't really have to to be as sociable and it's such a great way to start like planning out your life as well and by doing that you don't burn yourself out so you actually gain energy you actually have more energy come the next cycle and the next one as well so you start to I guess use your body as your inner compass and know that I don't have to get it all done in a day. I can plan it out really effectively and actually get more done because I'm not getting everyone thinking, oh God, I've had a week of just feeling completely exhausted, burned out. I can't get anything done. Yeah. So it's really harnessing that energy to your advantage and making it sustained throughout the whole month rather than doing too much at one point and then we fatigue ourselves during the next.
2: Yeah, and I think it's important to remember as well when you start to get that accumulation of energy, that you don't get overexcited by that and then reverse it by <laughs> like yeah. doing I've been so guilty of doing that. Well, that's me starting to feel well
1: again. I'll take on more, and then you yeah. take on
2: more, and then you burn yourself out, and then you're back to square one. And you're like, oh my
1: god, when you go again, <laughs> yeah. And that's where, like, I, I was the same, and I've got women that I know of that have felt that too it's like they've had that burst of energy and they're like oh I'm going to get loads done and they've been messaging me saying I'm so productive right now and I'm like go 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 but then the transition into their like second half of their phase the luteal phase it's like they feel anxiety come up or they're feeling a wee bit overwhelmed and it's just catching that and making sure you're not overexcelling yourself because then that does hit you later and you're like wow I feel a bit overwhelmed because your body's just a bit more tired and you've overrun it a little bit so yeah it's just it's becoming really in tune isn't it and and really listening to what your body needs
2: yeah and work and exercise and so do you change your diet throughout the month to accommodate
1: yeah so when you're in that first half of your cycle so from your spring and summer is like after the, so the final day of your bleed, so like the next day would be like the start of your inner spring and your inner spring in summer is like the rise in the masculine energy. So it's a more expansive energy. It's more being out into the world and getting sociable again. And within that, like stage of your cycle you could be looking at eating more lighter foods so like sauteing your foods or steaming um some salads or having juices and smoothies and stuff like that because there's more energy in the body the body can handle that more yeah. and then when you pass your ovulation phase and you're moving more into the inner autumn and inner winter which is the releasing energy and you're tapping more into your feminine. It's more warming foods like soups and stews and slow cooking your meals and getting lots of roasted vegetables in you and and cooking things a bit heavier because your body can handle that at that stage as well. And that's been a really fun thing for me. I, I love food and I love cooking and it's nice to throughout the month you're getting this variety of food to support your body as you move through the month. So there are certain foods that have certain vitamins and minerals through that first half and then you can change it during the second half and it's really supporting your body throughout the whole month and the the vitamins and minerals that it might lose at certain stages. but because of what you're eating, you've filled your body up to support that. So it's a really good way of just having fun and experimenting a bit with food as well. And also with your exercise, so like that first half, when you've got more energy, you can be doing more like HIIT training, strength training, like things that are a bit higher impact on your body. But then as you move into the second half, just be mindful of your energy levels not being as high. So slowing it down a little bit, maybe just going for a light run or a light jog or some yoga, Pilates, but it's not as intense in the body because then you can be more prone to injury because you just don't have that energy, you know? So, so again, it's been really good with exercise because for many years I was always doing hit stuff and really high intense training, but all the time. So it was too intense in my body. And now it's, although at the time I found it really hard to to let go of that because mentally I thought I have to work out like that to, to maintain my shape. But actually now having got used to what I do now, it's nice to have a bit of balance and, like you're less prone to injury and your body gets a bit more rest than what it needs as well so
2: and your body's natural shape well it'll, when you're treating it right it'll fall into its natural weight that's a good healthy weight for it and the natural shape because I know yeah. this industry for the last 10 11 years and there's always this trying to make your body look athletic so not quite for me it was never quite bodybuilding but I wanted to be toned I wanted to have a flat stomach. I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to but now I'm not and I used to do I used to teach like over 20 classes a week yeah Yeah, classes LBT classes Pilates and just constantly on the go and now I'm not doing any I'm teaching yoga and Pilates only I only teach three days a week i only teaching six classes in total and my body is pretty much the same shape and size now as it was then except I'm not exhausted all the time yeah force it into a shape that the body's like we're never going to look like that model in the front
1: of the magazine so let it go <laughs> yeah and that's another thing that I love like doing with women through coaching is like allowing them to just be okay with themselves and accept themselves as they are and you know we live in a very man-made world and we're always showing all these images of what we should look like but actually like it's more about how you feel and who you are as a person and if we could let that go like how how much more freedom would you have in your life to not always be feeling like but I'll feel okay once I look like that and we can wait many years of our life like chasing this dream but actually maybe our body type isn't designed to be like that and that's okay it's more about feeling healthy and feeling whole in yourself and yeah just coming into that state of like every day how can I feel joy how can I feel pleasure how can I just be okay with what I've got and actually gratitude was a big thing for me like just being really grateful for my body every day and what she does for you without even asking or you know it's just so effortlessly so yeah it's so so important
2: it definitely is well you're an intuitive coach could you explain that to people that are listening that might think that just sounds a bit woo
1: woo (laughs) Yeah, of course. So and I know when I say intuitive, so like, you know, the women that I work with, we're all so different and we all have different needs. So when I work with someone one to one, I essentially I'm tapping into what is it they need within that session. So it looks very different from every woman. And also what I found through it, my experience is you can go into a session thinking that right from our last session, they're probably going to need more of this then when we get into the session, something else comes up, something else that we we, we want to dive into. So it's really about, intuitive is about tapping into what does that woman need within that session? And that can change every session. So sometimes it is around the menstrual cycle and giving them some tools around that. But sometimes maybe it could be, for example, maybe there's a relationship in their life that they want to let go of and they need some forgiveness. So I would help them hold a safe space to to release that or or maybe um yeah they need some advice on nutrition or need some advice on how to move in a way that supports them or sometimes it can be I do Reiki as well so maybe I feel that they just need a bit of healing so it's really about tapping into the sessions with that individual person and just being like how can I serve you today what is it you need so that's kind of like what I mean by being intuitive because it can change so much um and it's like you when you're working with someone you can pick up on them through the session and be like "Ah, okay this is what I feel you need today so so yes I love it it's really lovely to hold that space for women and um I guess share wisdom with them help educate them but also help them heal as well and just to feel safe and feel that you know, that they are enough and that they can do the things that they desire in their life as well. Yeah.
2: Where do you work with your clients Is it online or are you in person? Yeah,
1: it's all online now. I did do some face-to-face before this year, but it's now pretty much moved all online. Um, and that's actually been quite good because I've been able to work with people who maybe don't live close to me. You know, it's, it's opened that kind of work with people internationally as well which is really amazing and even like with the Reiki that I do like that still can be done distant as well which is just amazing like I've done quite a few distant sessions and I still find that so like amazing that you can send healing to someone through through the internet essentially and it's still so powerful what they get from it yeah I
2: was gonna ask how does that work because I've, I've all I've been to Haley for Reiki and I've done even my Reiki practitioner training myself. And I'm just
1: like, how, how do you do that if you've not got hands on somebody? I know, <laughs> it still baffles me. And it's like, every time I do it, I'm still like, my mind anyways, like trying to like process it and be like, yeah, is this really working? But then after it, they I pick up on things. So again, coming into that intuitive, I pick up on things in the body that's maybe going on for them. And then also what they, they feed me back. And I'm like, there's just, no way that it it doesn't it does work you know, it's just incredible and I love integrating that and in with the, the the kind of coaching as well because they've got the food aspect you know how you eat how you move your lifestyle focus but I also believe there's deep healing in the energetic body as well and using Reiki to focus on the sacral chakra which is where your womb is and where your ovaries are and I love sending a lot of healing and work to that as well if the woman needs that as well so no it's amazing
2: yes. the whole the internet's fascinating with the body and the fact that you can connect some with somebody energetically through that just puts a whole more another positive spin there's there's so many negatives to the internet at the moment you're just like oh my god I need can't just switch the internet off and then when you hear about stuff like this you're like no this is why we need the internet
1: I know I know I was having that conversation with a friend yesterday because we are going to be collaborating together and she lives in America and I'm obviously from Scotland and it's like we would never be able to do that if it was in person But now through the internet, it is, it does have its pros, it does have its cons, but if we can look at the positive aspects of it and what it can bring into our lives and be able to connect with people all over the world without having to be in person, like that is amazing that we're able to do that, you know. But I do love in person as well, I'm not going to lie. I love that like proper connection and even just giving each other a hug, you know. it's That's also really important for us too, to feel connection body to body as well so but at this time in our lives it's like we've got to do what we can to still maintain connection and it might not be in person but at least we have a platform to do it online and and still get something from it and we're creating that
2: space and that space for other people as well to cut an hour out of their day to have a coaching session or to do a class or whatever it is that they are going to do we are if we weren't able to show up for people. They wouldn't necessarily make the time for themselves. They would find something else that they needed to do to be able to do it. we we can offer that space. Just even because I, some of the clients that I work with, i like, you know, do a bit of yoga every single day or do a bit of Pilates, even if it's five minutes every day. And they mean, to get, they mean to do it, but they never quite get around to it. And it's like, how could you not find five minutes to do it? But it's just... People shy away from giving themselves
1: that permission. Yeah, totally. And it's like going back to that, we're always we're always giving and it's like we're last. And actually one of the best things that we can do for ourselves is fill up our cup first. So like if you can create like a morning ritual for yourself where even like you say, if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, just tuning into your body, what do I need today? What am I feeling today? And how can I serve myself in a way that supports me and my body? And that's been a powerful healing for me. And actually recognizing that by putting myself first, it's not a selfish act. When I put myself first and I give myself that time, actually my day flows a lot easier. I don't get—I'm not as reactive to things that might happen that are out of my control. It's like you're able to handle it a lot better. Whereas the mornings where you just roll out of bed and get ready for work and whatever, you're, I feel like I'm chasing my day and I'm like, oh, I just feel a wee bit out of sorts today. Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of practice to get that. But now being in a routine of it, like I can't not do it. Otherwise I just feel that the day doesn't flow the same.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you fill up your cup first, you then can actually be a better service to others as well. So if you're in this kind of industry and maybe you have your own business, by actually showing up for yourself first, then you raise your vibration, you raise your energy and you get into a really good state that then when you're out there doing your thing, it's, you're more you, I guess. You're more, you're more present. You're more like, yep, I've filled my cup and I'm ready to go out and do my thing. You know. When
2: you started on this journey, your routine did you
1: just start small? Did you just start with like five minutes and then gradually build up over time? Yeah, I started small and then, um, and even that, like I had weeks where I would just be smashing it and then I'd have weeks where I'd fall back into my old ways. Um, and then it kind of, it, it changed throughout the years. Like there'd be some mornings I would just go up and just want to go to the gym. So maybe get up early and go to the gym or there'd be mornings where, right, I'm going to do a little meditation or, um you know just our journaling work it kind of changed but now I'd say I've got more of a structure where meditation is definitely something I like to do every day um writing down an intention I feel is a really good way for me to set the day so I've got cards that I use to just give me a prompt so pull out a card what is the message um and movement as well so whether that's like fit a kind of Maybe it's a little hit workout. Maybe it's a yoga practice. I love to dance. Sometimes I just put music on and dance. Um, But yeah, I'd say to anyone that's listening, like, just take it slowly and gradually. Like, don't be like, I need to carve it an hour every morning straight away because that might feel too much. And then that's when we just think, oh no, I can't do that. I don't have the time for that. So maybe start with five minutes, set an alarm five minutes earlier. And maybe within that five minutes, just doing that check-in and ask yourself how do I feel this morning and be okay with whatever you feel maybe you feel emotional maybe you feel sad maybe there's like resistance maybe there's every like you feel irritable or or maybe you feel calm and peaceful and just observe that and then yeah start your day like that and then build it up and what you'll find through it or what I found was the different things I tried it was like right I really like that I find that really serves me or that really works well for me because we're all so different like I've got so many like friends and stuff that do morning routines and we all do it so differently so it's finding like what works for you and not getting caught up with oh, I'll have to have this like specific structure that someone else is doing because that might not work for you you know so yeah just take it gradually and, and build it up and what you'll find is, well, what I found is that small five minutes, 10 minutes, I wanted more. So then I was like, oh, actually, maybe I'll do another 10 minutes. And then now I'm like, I can sometimes have like two hours in the morning if I've got time where I'm like, I just want to have a really good, like, pamper morning of stuff. But it took me a while to get there. It wasn't an overnight thing. So I found just thinking, oh my God, two hours, how would, how would I do that? Like, don't stress. <laughs>
2: That's where I'm at now. It was two hours. I like I got up at quarter to six because that's just a time that feels really good for me to to get up at. And then up until about five to eight, that's my time to yeah. do either a meditation or movement or sauna or whatever it is that that I feel drawn to. And I would sometimes get into habit or oh, have to get up and I have to do. Must do it like this and try to shape it in a particular way. And then there'll be the days that that really worked for me, and then days that it didn't. Like, I don't have the same meditation every single day. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do a guided meditation, sometimes I'll do breath work, sometimes I'll do chanting, sometimes I'll just wait until I go for my walk in the park. Me and my partner go out every morning at eight o'clock, and sometimes, like this morning, we didn't speak to each other at all the whole walk through the park. I was just like, watching the sunrise and looking at the the leaves and the trees coming down and all the colors and it was just so nice to do something a little bit different but yeah taking time to to get that and try lots of different things to find stuff that you connect with and letting go of stuff that doesn't and but knowing that you can bring it back in at another time
1: yeah totally and it's that's you so if you can think of your structure in the morning like say you set your time as like your masculine energy so there's a structure and that's the time i'm carving out for myself but then look at that time within the structure is it's more you can do what feels right and that's you tapping into your intuition and tapping into your feminine so maybe there's a morning you just want to meditate maybe there's a morning you just want to move Maybe there's a morning you crave nature and you want to go out for a walk. That's the beauty of it. It's like, because I found when I was doing it too restricted and like has to be this way every day, it became unenjoyable. I was just like, oh, I don't know, if I can't be bothered doing it today. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, okay, there's a time. So what does it feel like today? And that's you get into that fame. And then like, how do I feel? What does my body need? It's so powerful to do it like that.
2: What kind
1: of meditations do you do? do you have I go through a mix of them as well. So I, I sometimes use breath work. So I'll do like kind of like the Wim Hof style breath work. So I'll do that for a few rounds and then I'll just go into stillness meditation or sometimes I do guided meditation. So oh, it can vary. Like sometimes I do ones focusing on my chakra points, which is the energy centers within the body. Um Or sometimes I do, like, Gabrielle Bernstein, I like her meditations. Um, So it really varies, I guess. Sometimes I just want to be in stillness. I don't really have a meditation on. I just, like, focus on my breath and just focus doing, like, a body scan through my body and just observing how I feel. Um, But sometimes I feel I need someone to guide me so i'll like put something on whether it's youtube or insight timers a really good one as well there's loads of free meditations on there mm-hmm. um and sometimes i quite like to just do like some sound healing so putting on like you know the ones that's got all the the bowls the singing bowls and stuff and just listening to the sounds and use that to kind of to balance my body as well so again it's i guess it's that tapping into what do i feel like my body's needing you know and it's
2: great that there's so many different options and so many free resources out there. So you've just got like this buffet of stuff to choose from. <laughs> you can I know. Go, yeah, I'm going to do this one and then select it just depending on... I always find that my head's really busy and noisy and I'm in my own head. I need a guided meditation or something that helps me come out of that. Yeah. Because if I try and just focus on my breath or sitting stillness I get more agitated because the noise just in the head is too much so it's like how do, how do I turn this down a little bit oh I know I'll go and listen to somebody else and I quite like um, Ram Dass's.
1: yeah he's great
2: that cornfield yeah I like listening to the two of them They're useful. I know
1: there's so many and I think something that's definitely been a big help for me is the breath work. I find like if I start with that and then I go into a meditation, I'm so much more present and so much more calm. And it's like I can really feel that I'm just in my body. So it's like like you say, I guess it's the same as a guided sense where it's something to help you get there to that kind of more like, right, okay, I can surrender now and just let go and Um yeah, I've actually got a couple of meditations on Insight Timer. If anybody listening wants to, yeah, I can send you the links. I've got there's a morning one to start the morning, which is like it's a guided practice of like a bubble. I called it the bubble of love. So like visioning that you put a bubble of protection over you before you start your day. So maybe you've got a stressful job or maybe there's you've just got a lot going on in your life. It's a great way. It only takes like ten minutes and it's a great way to vision this, like, protection over you. And then when you move through your day, it's, like, anything that comes to you is just, like, bounced off you and you can handle your day better. And in the evening, one's, like, one to drift you off to sleep. Yeah. Um, And again, they're just they're ten minutes each, so so I can share them with you as well. and
2: over the links, I can put them in the show notes for the podcast, so um, anybody listening to it, if they want to go and check it out because most of the stuff, a lot of the stuff on Insight Timer is free as well, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Yeah,
2: So that, that morning meditation sounds like it would be really useful if you know that you're going to deal with a challenging person or yeah spend time with somebody that you're just like oh my god I can't cope with you no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you're there you're like that's oh, fine I'm protected I'll just right. you know you. got my shield
2: <laughs> where is there anything else that you want to mention or talk about before we wrap this up
1: um I do have a course I can mention if MD wants to do that. So I've got an online course, which is a four-week course, and it's living in alignment with your menstrual cycle. So it's taking women through a four-week journey. So every week we go into each phase of the cycle. So inner spring, inner summer, autumn, and winter. And then each week there's some content, there's a guided meditation. There's some journal prompts, so just getting women to become more in tune with their body. Um, and there's also like a little sacred task every week for them to do again, just to becoming more into actually experiencing every week of the cycle and what that could look like, and to give women a better understanding of what their body is going through. And there's also some tips on what types of food to eat, some recipes, what type of exercise to do, and also how to like in terms of your lifestyle focus so when you're most creative when you're communicating effectively when to take action on projects but also when to do some reflection when to do like admin tasks or have your rest as well which is really important so i've done it once we've had one launch so far and i'm launching it again on the first of november yeah. but the course is actually it's it's on a platform this time so anyone could sign up at any time essentially but I like doing little launches sometimes so that you've got a group of women doing it together yeah. um but yeah it'll be live from the 1st of November moving forward on this platform so so yeah that's
2: no, this podcast will go out on Monday common. so that'll be I don't know what date that is but no it's uh, uh, October so it'll be just before that comes out yeah. in the first couple of days it'll be just in perfect time for um, the launch of it but they yeah. can do it as a like a self-study
1: yeah it's designed in a way that even if they didn't do it on the launch they could do it any time they maybe even want to do it because i've designed it in a way that we start with inner winter which is when you bleed so they could maybe be like right actually i'm going to purchase it on this day because i know that's when my next bleed is and then do it specifically from that that's the only thing about the launch it's like you're going to get women who are at different stages of the cycle but again it's all welcome and it's all it's all a great learning anyway but they could do it that way and actually be like oh okay i know i'm going to be bleeding on this day so i could sign up to start it then you know so
2: or even if you're doing it out of sync with your cycle then you can forward plan so that as you're doing the course you're like right okay so when I start to bleed, this is what I want to have in place so that you're ready to go
1: yeah it's such a good
2: yeah, yeah
1: yeah and it's a great tool to use like as you say as you move forward as you start to like work with your cycle and understand it it's a great tool to have there to be like right okay this is where I'm at so in my diary I want to carve out time to do this or this and it's like a compass you can have for life like you've got access to it for life and you can always refer back to it if you oh, I'm in spring again what am I meant to do at this time you know so it's I thought it'd be a great way to 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 share with more women as well and something they can just do from home so
2: and where do you you find up and sign up about that
1: so in my instagram the link's in my bio so they just go onto that and they'll get more details about the course and how to sign up and stuff as well so yeah
2: yeah. i'll copy that into the, the show notes as well and what is your instagram just because we haven't mentioned the handle yet so it's it's
1: sam underscore heaney underscore and again i'll put the link in the show, yeah i can share that all with you as well i've got a website as well if people wanted yes. to go on there and just read more about me and my journey and um and yeah how i ended up doing what i do so what's your website is that sam heaney just uh, yeah samheaney.com yeah so to find you easy yeah I've kept it simple
2: <laughs> yeah we need to and it's like everything we need to keep everything as simple as possible in life so that it makes life simpler rather than oh. throwing more stuff in all the time and making our lives more complicated
1: and exhausting mm. yeah oh this has been a lovely thanks so much for having me Thank you so much for
2: coming on and sharing your story and your information. And I will definitely, I will personally be sending this specifically to people that I know that need to hear it. To say well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know it needs to be spoken about so much more. Like me and my friend were saying again yesterday, we're like, this should be taught at schools, like so that children, you know, think where you where your first bleed, like how you felt, what was that experience? For me, it was just like okay what do I do like your mom was just like yeah that's what happens and now you need to wear sanitary pads and you maybe need to go on the pill but actually educating young girls and being like you know this is the emotions that you're going to go through your body's going to change and the hormones and you know this is what you're going to feel and it's okay it's okay to to feel what's coming up for you and actually start to look at your cycle as your inner compass and use it as what's it What's the messages that are coming up? What's my body trying to, to teach me and, and learn from it? You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's even important for boys to know this as well. Yeah. Because, totally. And teaching them when they're young as well, because people get, as you said, get embarrassed around pe- the, even the word period. People go. And I remember being at school, sticking the tampon up my sleeve so that nobody uh, could see that. I, was, I
1: know.
2: So embarrassed about these things. Because when we got taught about periods, I think I was in primary seven, and they took all the boys out to class, and the girls went and watched this video. And I think the video had been filmed in the 70s, and this was like the mid to late 80s, not late 80s. Um, and the girl was going into to the, the chemist to buy a tampon, and I don't think they had glue on them at that point, so she also had to get this like holster. Hold <laughs> it in place. Madness. And you were just like, "Oh my God, what the hell is what is this all about?" I and mean, then it was never spoken about again. And then you yeah. kind of forgot about it until your period started. And then like that, your mum handed you some sanitary and off you went. Hiding yeah, them.
1: and that that's that's all we're taught, and even teaching in a way that's really lighthearted and that and that the actually, screen. what sorry. Make the shame away from it because there is nothing yes. to do Exactly. And actually, like, when we bleed and if we allow ourselves to rest, like, your body naturally produces oxytocin during your bleed, which is the love hormone that makes you feel good, makes you feel relaxed. But none of us experience that because when it's our period, we're just like, avoid, avoid. Like, or we're still burning ourselves out, going to the gym and, you know, doing all those things that are exerting us even more. But it's such a beautiful time to, to just tune into your body and it's a letting go time as well. And imagine being able to educate young women about this and then them growing up thinking, I'm really excited about my type, my bleed, because I can have a day off and not have to do anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've heard more
2: recently that um, some mums are having like a coming of age party for their daughters when their daughters have their first bleed, which is cool. That we're Yeah, really-
1: that is. A
2: celebration of it rather than anything else
1: yeah totally yeah. oh I could talk about this all day it's so <laughs> it's so interesting and like yeah this has been so lovely
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. so thank you thank you so
2: much